Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. So I just realized that during the intro music that I had forgotten to tell our guests that we were going to bring them back out of the, the green room. Uh, and I just kind of, during the intro song, I'm just like, and jettison back to the green room. So guys who are waiting for those, they're oh, so patiently for us. We didn't kick you out of the show. We'll have you back in just a minute. They'll catch on eventually. They'll Don't catch worry. on eventually. We'll fix it. No, there is no post. Okay. Uh, nope, this is, this is just what you get tonight. We're doing it live. There, so there's that. All right. So welcome to the Funny Science Fiction live edition for our crazy monday night fun where we and it's a monday i already can't talk we are so screwed All right, where we do our part to try and be funny and you do yours by not reporting us when we're not and before we get into tonight's show we need to say thanks to our show partners river city tees and level up lightsabers let's roll that beautiful nerd footage With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees, let's make a shirt together. All right, that was one. The second one is the one that people really want to watch. Let's do it. That's three. So. Never gonna get, it's never going to get old. No, All I still right. Like you guys Let's... get your lightsabers yet? No, because I have a toddler. To pay All for the... her for clothes and diapers. and. I'm pretty sure she'd rather a lightsaber. As soon as she uses the potty. <laughs> the other wasp thinks we're throwing out the script. He might what not script? Be wrong. We don't have a script? What are you talking about? He might not be wrong on that one. I'm just saying. Who knows? Anyway, and, we have guests that we, we do in the but, back room that we should probably let back out. We should, but oh. just as a quick reminder, hold on. Uno momento, por favor. Oh, in my case word. you want one of them really cool lightsabers, just telling people I'm putting it into the chat. They got to know where it's coming from. Well, you didn't put that in the script, so. <laughs> <laughs> like it's ever mattered before. <laughs> the script doesn't matter. We oh, don't need word. no stinking Funny script. Fiction has become whose line is it anyway? Where everything's made up and the script doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, did you put it in the chat? I put it in the chat. If, oh. you know. And so Honora agrees with Nick. <laughs> so well, you know, uh, Honora, start using the potty, and you can have a lightsaber. I said so on the internet. Oh, that's that's for keepsies. <laughs> All right, let's. Welcome to the show. Before we go down any other rabbit holes, our guests for tonight. 
Mike and Nick from the Showboys podcast. Hello. Hey. Hello, hello. Welcome. Hey, welcome, guys. If Thank you for having, having us. On the show, now is yeah. your chance to leave. Exactly. <laughs> if the first Tim has to make in... us. <laughs> Go ahead. No, Tim has to kick us out. We can't just leave. Yeah. Oh, can. There's a leave studio button. I don't see that down there. No, me neither. Doesn't exist. I have the option to look. If the four, if the first four minutes and thirty seconds didn't scare him, nothing will. (laughs) If the pre-show stuff doesn't scare them, they're still here. That's the intro. I like the intro intro music. That was awesome. That that lightsaber commercial is very intense. Yeah, that's uh, that we can't claim any credit for. That's done by uh, our good friends over at Level Up Lightsabers. They do. Uh, some amazing work with lightsaber hilts and they just got a whole new line uh, of lightsabers where it's now you can get one that you know the the actual screen you know screen like screen actual ones you know you can get an obi-wan mm-hmm. you can get an anakin you can get a, a darth maul a ray you know and the ray even has the 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 click on the hilt instead of the button it's it's really cool so nice yeah details yes uh, click on the link. You'll get all the details you need. They're all in there. So, and they're actually really nicely priced. Their their base ones uh, all are uh, all around between a hundred and one hundred thirty dollars. The screen accurate ones are a little more expensive. Uh, but the nice thing about that is that each one of their uh, lightsabers, as as you buy them, comes with a year of online training. So, so it's a really nice program. Uh, the Jedi Academy now does online schooling. Yeah, because. <laughs> Getting sticking uh, with the times. Master Allen, the the owner of Level Up Lightsabers, um, is a martial arts expert, and so he does martial arts training with these. And he's got these to the point where they aren't just for looks. They these are for show. These aren't just for show. They are for go. You can whack. There's videos of him <laughs> whacking them up against like uh, light poles and and uh, you That's know cool. power poles and, and things. And the light pole falls over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's chopping Starts them down. Flames. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Know what Nick's doing after the show. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So before we jump into topics for tonight, uh, let's take a moment. And I'd like you guys to talk about the show, boys. Talk about, you know, what you guys talk about on your show, why we need to listen to your show, and why your Bad Batch Companion series is just so freaking awesome. Uh, I think you should you should take that one, Nick. Which one? The all of it? Yeah, all of it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. So the showboys, um, it's it was a real basic concept that Mike and I came up with and really it just kind of channels our what used to be our office talk, right? Of all the shows and different things that we're watching from movies or even games that we're playing. And we just kind of channel that all into a podcast. Um Typically, they run a little long, anywhere from two to three hours. Um, we, we try to get them shorter. It doesn't usually work out. Usually, it, it flips on us, and they're four hours. Um, we haven't gotten that long, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's all real natural conversation-driven, really just kind of hanging out, whether it's just a general, like, just talking about what we've been watching, what we finished, what we want to watch, obviously sharing watch lists that are never ending and always piling up um, the constant shuffle of what needs to be watched. I've caught up on my watch list. Have oh, you? Nice. I don't know how that's even possible. Yeah. Oh man. Um, uh, he's single. Doesn't have any kids. Um... <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. Some of the detail here. Yeah. He's, Again, uh, he has less kidding. distractions. Um, yeah. 
That's the alternate well, Nick life. I I, I used yeah, to know right. that. <laughs> I used to know that. Nicks have two lives. It's one way or the other. It's nowhere in the middle. Oh, we, um, got a, we have a Nick variant. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Variant Nick. Um, well, they both have mustaches. Life you so could have, oh, Nick. And glasses. Is that a trope? No. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it Nicks is. are tropes. It, it might be. Nicks, Nicks are Nicks tropes. Are tropes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Um but yeah, and then Things sometimes like ideas. sometimes we do have topics um, where we kind of tailor an episode around a particular subject or a specific show. Um, always try to get back to the the roots there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mike, got anything kind of to add there about the Showboys main cast itself? Not into uh, the weeds of our, as I think Tim called it, our uh, podcast within a podcast, show within yeah, a show. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, I think you did a pretty good job. I let you answer that because I didn't want to take up like half the episode trying to explain it. <laughs> uh, you'll find that the reason our podcast is so long is because I can't stop talking. So, <laughs> well, it's uh, good that you recognize that then. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> he, he did a great job explaining that. We're just a couple of friends hanging out, talking about what we're watching and playing. And, um, yeah, <laughs> alligator Nick variant. Yeah, so John, this is Kathleen's husband, by the way, wants to know if there's an alligator Nick variant. And if so, does his, what does his mustache look like? Arnold I should have dropped mustache. the beard for this episode. I feel it's like, going to, yeah. like, come out up over yeah. his nostrils like mm. this. I was seeing it more like a Colonel Sanders. I want to, like, roll out on the sides and be, like, big curly cues. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you guys ever remember, uh, you know, I think you, you, you two fellows might remember this guy, pitcher. I uh, used to play for the A's and the Yankees. His name was Raleigh Fingers mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, Nick, um, Nick's not familiar with the sports balls, but I know. Exactly oh, okay. So no, no sports ball for you. Okay, gotcha. Nope. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but he had this this big, like, 1880s, uh, you know, uh, bartender mustache with a big curly cue things yeah. on the end of it. It was pretty wicked. You have to remember you're talking to nerds, Tim. They don't do sports. Wicked awesome. <laughs> I got you. I'm a, and actually, I'm a, I'm my, a nerd. my sports fandom kind of almost threw a wrench in us coming on here because I'm fr- we're from Ohio, Northeast Ohio, and sorry. I see a Michigan hoodie. I'm sorry. And <laughs> it's, it's really hard to, you know, just be in the presence of a Michigan fan. That's and... okay. We won't even mention the state to the south of us, so... <laughs> You say Ohio, we say sorry. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Our inner Canadian comes out with an immediate sorry. Sorry. I've been watching watching a lot of Letter Kenny lately, so give me all the Canadian references you can. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Allegedly. All right, so allegedly we have a topic for tonight. So, uh, let's get into that. We don't have to if we don't want to. We don't it's our have show, to. We do what we want. I, look, I'm sure at some point we're all gonna we're gonna venture off into about 17 different variants of this topic anyway. So we'll just go with it. We'll see where it goes. Let's how about that? I will. So, I will. However, preface tonight with the I was at Renfest yesterday. I had too much fun. I'm so tired. <laughs> the fact this that she's not here my in a way personality. Kind of There's a, usually more excitement here. <laughs> the, no, the starkiness is pretty much the same. It's just that you do it a little bit more excitedly. Otherwise, yeah. Usually, usually there's a bigger smile attached to it. The, uh, the 95 degree <clears throat> in open air long. yesterday was a bad idea. Negatory, good buddy. All right, so fabulous idea. So tonight we we're, we're 
planning on talking about overused sci-fi storylines, also known as tropes. Things that are found in science fiction, superhero, and fantasy-themed movies and TV shows. Now, this is what the guys were expecting, and we told them would come in. So each one of us have picked an overused trope, and we have an example of that trope to share with the audience. And just for Kathleen, trope, 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 trope. <laughs> Terrible anyway. word. <laughs> she likes that as much as most people like the word moist. So uh, let's see. John says Kathleen is only snark free when she's unconscious, and even then she has her moments. Yeah. He's not wrong. He's really not. <laughs> He's really not. Okay. So um, because I'm, I, I was going to have our Nick go first. But because of the level of curiosity that I have about what Pixel Nick is about to say about the Holy Land of Star Wars, I am going to let him go first, and I may have to go off camera if I start crying. So go ahead. <laughs> say what you have to say. Yeah, so I will preface. It's not exactly a storyline element, but it's definitely a plot mover that is used far too frequently out of convenience. Um, and that would be the whole idea of like security in sci-fi, right? So when it comes to you're on someone else's ship, you're at someone's base, you're anywhere, right? The whole concept of security and these these panels that they access. I mean, I can't even access like Mike's phone if I'm sitting next to him, let alone or like my neighbor's Wi-Fi. So how around in space and sci-fi are we just able to freely access panels? Now, they're unaccessible out of convenience is the only time they're really inaccessible is when it's a plot device. And it's like, Oh crap, we can't access this door. Well, why not? Every other door you just like kind of breezed right through. What's the hold up now? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and star Wars being very analog, is just like a very, um, very bad, uh, committer of this crime in my mind, but I always look past it. Um, as Tim kind of said, pre-show, there are just things that you just kind of look past for Star Wars because it's completely built to be fun. It's a space opera. It's not meant to be physically, technically accurate, but it is out of convenience. Then when it shows up in other shows and things. Thank you, Tim. I was exactly. going to reference that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, R2, he fixes it all. Right. Yeah, right. The, the security suddenly somehow your droid can't get through that security, but they can get through everything else. Right. Yeah, and there's not a lot of explanation to back it up, and it's just really out of kind of convenience. And it's times so I'm like, okay, maybe in this this example, you know, not Star Wars, but maybe something else. Like maybe everyone on the crew or someone on the crew is they're like an elite hacker, but at the same time there's no length to go to really explain that. It's just someone's really, really savvy at getting through doors um, until it's, there's the one they can't because <laughs> yeah. it has one wire going through the panel to like the main office or something. <laughs> I also right. love how hilariously useless stormtroopers are. I mean, I don't know if that's like just a bad, bad guys are useless trope across all sci-fi, but yeah. It's just in Star Wars. It's just kind of like, come on, they got to be able to hit something, <laughs> something. How did they get? How did they get it? Like enlisted? Come on now. Well, because you know, shooting wasn't a, a big part of you know being able to take orders. 
But like, have you seen the the description of their helmets where like their eyes are on their helmets? Of course, they can't shoot straight. They can't. (laughs) How are they walking? (laughs) They're just they're just there for for like meat suits, just just for presence. I believe the sentence is uh, they're there for a good time, not for a long time. Okay, so that's right. (laughs) But they would still somehow kill a red shirt. And since we were talking about you know Canadian references. Jerk. Little Timmy Hortons. Little Timmy they do Hose. go to some length to explain it in the Bad Batch, though. They try yes. to a little bit. Yeah, they which do. is nice. Yeah, uh, Bad Batch was. I think it was used as a nice device to. We'll get. Hopefully, we'll have an opportunity to kind of get more into this as we go down the line. But, um, you know, the, it, that was used as a nice device to kind of wrap up some things and point you in directions and on other storylines <laughs> that kind of help explain things. So. I feel like that's just Filoni's job. Yes, to use all yes. of his series <laughs> he, to just. He is Mr. Retcon. <laughs> George is like you. Just fix. Just keep it on the rails. Don't let it go off the yeah. rails. That's your only job. You got one job. If you're to <laughs> John replace says, me, John says stormtroopers and sharks with laser beams attached to their heads have roughly equal accuracy. Yep. <laughs> it's not wrong. Yeah, I, I think. I think. Uh, George got to the point where he realized that he was he was really good at writing plot holes, and he trained Filoni to fix the plot holes. Um, and I think he's doing a good job of it personally. He's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so yeah, okay. Well, I have no problem with anything he just said. I, I didn't even have to leave once for crying. <laughs> it was strongly it was strongly urged at the beginning because I thought for sure. He yeah, was going to say something about my about my holy land. Did I subvert your expectations, Tim? I don't know the big <laughs> word, but you did good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of hoping for something a little more spicy, though. No way. <sighs> yeah. See, yet another another time, Nick has disappointed me. Yep. <laughs> you see, you could have went with the the trope of there's a, the savior, and he's going to be the one, and that always that's going to fix everything, and make everything better oh that's a good trope uh, <laughs> i, I was wondering underused. I sure. <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure where nick was going with it well, well our nick was going with that and i have my finger hovering above his remove button so boot. that was actually john's choice when i was talking about well what do i choose for this and his least favorite trope is the chosen one yeah, that's pretty often used. I mean, even in the Fifth Element, my favorite, one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time, that's prevalent in the storyline. The Fifth Element is the chosen one; has to be her. She's the only one who can fix it. It's you know, it's a simple t- storytelling device, but it's one that gets used often. So, yeah. okay, all right, Mike, talk to us about your trope and your movie choice. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I. I started with with one, and then I'm on the, the fence of maybe changing it to another, or maybe I'll just say both. Um, Ooh, why not both? Yeah, we'll just do both. So, 40 uh, minutes later. Yeah, exactly. That's Sorry, right. I don't have time. See you guys next week. Uh, <laughs> Come um, back for part two next week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I decided to go with um, the the trope of aliens always coming to destroy planets, particularly Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and the re- I don't know. Well, like, why can't we just have like cool, chill aliens that are just like I don't know, like ET. He just kind of got lost and he's just chilling, you know, waiting to get picked up, right? Or Still just looking for a phone. Yeah. What What, what was that one um, movie with Simon Pegg? Oh, Paul. Like, yeah, Paul. I mean, there's. Come on, why can't we just have some cool? Like chill aliens, they're just like making their way through the the universe. They stop, make a little pit stop on Earth, checking out, poking their head in, seeing what's up. Um, but no, they all just want to destroy. I mean, what <laughs> is procreate. this? Procreate. Uh, mm, yeah. Because um, humans rate these. Well, okay, you're taking the fun out of this. <laughs> that's, Nick. Exa- that's right. Okay? So you're here. Um, the other, the other one that kind of goes in hand with that is, uh, the trope that America is always the one that saves the day and defeats the alien, uh, you know, menace. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the movie I picked was Independence Day, uh, which has like probably like 300 other tropes in it, but, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, we even have, even have the obligatory, uh, destruction of the white house, right? Um, I think the president was like a fighter pilot or something and led mm-hmm. a squadron. I mean, it just really had it all. But, it was a um, summer blackbuster. They had to hit all yeah, all the notes on that one. Boxes. Yeah, uh, it's like I, I, I imagine the, movie, though, the producer so. sitting there going uh, with the cl- the cliche list going, "Yep." Like I said to you guys before, need yeah. it, need it, got it, want it, need it, need it, yeah, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah, I think that yeah, one. We got room for one more. Come on, let's throw one more in there. Yeah, it's uh, but it's a good movie though. It's it doesn't it the, the use of the tropes doesn't take away from the movie, and I think that's one of the things I think probably in any and everything that we're going to talk about tonight, the use of the tropes, even though they're overused, it's not taking away from the quality of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, necessarily. I mean, there are some movies that just suck to begin with, and the, the trope Dune. is neither here nor there. Dune, Dune. there's no saving it. So, are you guys a, excited for the new we one? We've been we've been twenty minutes without mentioning that Tim hates Dune. So, <laughs> how do you hack an alien spaceship with a MacBook? Sure, Apple products are cool for crying out loud. <laughs> He's not be, wrong. It would be easier to do it with a MacBook than with a window with Windows machine, though. That I will give Apple credit for. Is it though? It. Well, Windows would decide it had to update halfway through. <laughs> at least three blue screen crashes. Yeah, Mac, you just don't update at all. You just leave it. Right. <laughs> just, let it just let it run. It'll be fine. Most most hackers I know use a Windows computer and can't stand Apple. I yeah. think we have a whole new story topic here. <laughs> yeah. We do. Mike can talk about uh, Mr. Robot. Don't get me started. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, you know hackers? Let's start talking. Tell Describe us, in detail. He's yeah. a nerd who lives with his parents. Of course, he knows hackers. <laughs> oh, oh <man. laughs> ouch! That hurt me. Ouch! Town population, you bro. <laughs> oh no! That, that doesn't hide your laughing. Right? We can still see the eyes, and even then, the that button. is just your your profile picture. Like pulsating as you laugh. <laughs> yeah, I hit the wrong button. I hit. I meant to hit mute. Because <laughs> I felt bad that I was laughing. <laughs> Did you say yeah. you had another one, Mike? No, I, I just combined my two. There. Oh, okay. The, the, okay. the destruction of planets and then America always saving the day. 
Oh, all right. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Uh, I think that's a good pick. Two, two obvious tropes. All right. And for Kathleen, uh, trope, trope, what's your trope? I chose, well, the, the trope itself is referred to as bad tremor. Or bad tremors, two, three, four, five, well, six. It Anything is, past one yeah. and, mo- and half of part one. But yeah, go it ahead. Is, it is either bad tremor, bad vibrations, or sometimes referred to as worm sign. So the movie I chose, though, is Jurassic Park. Uh, is, yep. Because the, the water glass vibrating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And suddenly they, they know that the electric fence isn't working because the dinosaurs are moving further. But scrolling through Tropepedia, because that's a thing the internet needed, <laughs> it Trope. is used... So many times. It's in Godzilla. It's in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. It's in Star Trek VI. Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, it just keeps going and going in Jumanji. But it is so frequently used that right before something bad happens, they only know that the bad thing's going to happen because they see the vibrations in their water glass. And that's all you get. <laughs> it's the calm before the storm. Yeah. Yep. It's it's used in Lion King even. Yeah. Oh yeah, the pebbles bouncing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the gorge. Right before yeah. the stampede. Oh. It oh well, it's used, gonna make it's cry. used in uh, it's used in Endgame <laughs> as well. It is. Uh, when um, well, was it Endgame or was it? Oh, it was Endgame. Yeah, because uh, Doctor Strange hair uh, hair starts moving. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's only, think... it's one of those that like when you realize it then you see it like when you read about it you're like oh wow they used that here and here and here. now that you unhinge it from the the water glass thing it's that yeah. idea is everywhere uh-huh. it is and it is even had no. it in, in the dc movies with superman like mm-hmm. uh, the, oh yeah what is it dawn of justice <laughs> uh, you know, the dirt starts hovering above it, uh, clark's mm-hmm. coffin it's so i guess funny. that'd be a it's good like... vibration though right I even saw it in an episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Ooh. with my kid. Like, That's a deep dive. That they were trying to find. I don't remember what they were trying to find. They had lost something like they always do in that show. And they could tell where it was because the bush was shaking. It's like, that's the same thing. It's the same story element. God, now I have the hot dog song stuck in my head. You're welcome, you. Tim. God, I hate you. All right. <laughs> Payback for you having Tim Hortons. In that case. All right, so. She wasn't even looking at the screen when you did Yeah, that. I know. No, she looked down. I... It was pretty rude. <laughs> it was pretty I rude. I had mom vision. I still saw it. All right, so did the use of the trope ruin the movie for you? No, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> How do you ruin Jurassic Park? <laughs> well, I'm just uh, asking. Jurassic cause... Park 2, 3, we're... Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you Jurassic Park two all day long. That's just King. That's uh, just Godzilla in San Francisco. That's all that yeah. is. Jurassic Park two is pretty rough. I did like Jurassic Park three quite I a bit. I actually liked actually. three. I thought that was a pretty good show. I like that one. I like the Jurassic World stuff. I thought those were done pretty good. I do like the fact that Chris Pratt can apparently kill a uh, Velociraptor and a T Rex with a old, you know. Um, Old, old, old gun that I can't think of. Camp Cretaceous is amazing. Oh yeah, you just changed your. <laughs> I did because Bumpy. Right <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like uh, when 
when the Jurassic World movies were getting all the guff when they were coming out, that, that always drives me nuts. Like, do you guys understand what movie you're going to watch? Like, you're not going to go see, like, the most genre-bending, <laughs> like, transcendent story plot line. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to see CGI dinosaurs, <clears throat> like, fight other CGI dinosaurs. Just go what are you have expecting fun. Enjoy it? the movie. Come and on. it's amazing on the big yeah, screen. It's awesome. <laughs> I... If- you were going to see a, a dinosaur movie. Were you expecting realism at some point? Right. <laughs> you know, you could not dispense belief. My husband, I keep trying to convince my husband that our, our daughter's ready to watch it, and he doesn't think she is yet. I How old is she? What? She'll be three next month. <laughs> but she loves Camp Cretaceous, and, like, this little kid is fearless. But John's pretty sure the goat thing would freak her out. Well, because Camp Cretaceous is a little bit uh, different on the animal attack level. Mm, I was five when that movie came out. Explains a lot. (laughs) I think I was about Honora's age the first time I watched it, but I also have two older brothers who made other questionable entertainment choices for me. (laughs) Gotta have them. Apparently, the four-year-old putting mashed potatoes in her mouth and saying, look, Mom, I'm a zit, gets your brothers in a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) <laughs> all right nick let's talk about the trope you chose and uh the example you have to show it off so i had a really hard time with this because i'm like but i i like all these tropes that are <laughs> overused like i i didn't really have right. anything that was um this trope happens all the time and so i chose the show Firefly, because it's almost anti-overused trope. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. So, like, I can't, like, I'm looking, I was, like, looking through the list, and I'm at, like, the top 49 overused tropes, and I'm like, yeah, it was none of these things. And I have, that's about all I have to say about that. I'm a leaf in the wind. (laughs) All right. So what's one trope that they used in a positive way that they that they um give us an example think, of that. I think they really did a good job with using human character as in pushing the story forward. Like you understood the reasons why someone reacted the way they did because of their history and their like you were like, okay, that makes perfect sense. I would probably do that too, and it just felt human, I guess you could say, because it's like things that people would normally choose to do if given that same situation with that personality, I guess. Okay. I feel All like right. that leads to maybe another trope that might get overused a bit in science fiction is giving aliens those human characteristics and drives like mm-hmm. just i don't know make them but there were no aliens alien and like Firefly. really <laughs> weird like i don't want to be able to relate to an alien and say like uh shoot i don't know a star wars planet right because mm-hmm. it's an alien like they should just act they should be alien. totally alien and not like I don't know. I don't know you if that understand makes your sense. Weird Get drunk at the cantina? Yeah, that's what all aliens want to do. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh boy, John. Have fun sleeping on the couch, Wass. How does a reaver wash his spear? He puts soon. it in the wash. Too soon. Uh, all right. So no, I I get what you're saying though, Mike, because I I I think I agree with that pretty pretty much as well. Because even though I give Star Trek a lot of crap, uh, especially the original series, for the massive overacting of one William Shatner. Anyway, um, and I will continue to do my horrible impression of William Shatner as long as I live. Anyway, um, by his toupee. Exactly. Um, it's a true story. Oh, I I did think of one of the tropes. Yeah, go uh, for it. The trope of you know how. Uh, there's usually a battle and the friends show up and like they never help out their friend with the battle and and then they're like, no, he has to do this himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that show, there was a scene where Mal was fighting a guy and she said, oh no, he has to do this for himself. And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that one. I would love yes. for that to happen, but then like the right they write that that character that has to do it for himself like he he gets killed because his because friends, his friends help should him have out. helped yeah, him yeah <laughs> there's like oh crap maybe we should have not let him do that himself like have you ever not played an rpg a tabletop rpg game don't you know you <laughs> i was thinking about uh, mike's comment earlier about you know about humans the aliens being a little too human on things and that as I said, what i was starting to say was as much crap as i give star trek for a lot of things one of the things i think they did really well is that they gave these different uh alien species like the romulans and the vulcans they gave them separate personalities where there there were some human characteristics we we can say but they're they weren't intrins- intrinsically human. They were, they were, there were definite lines of separation. Mm. And I think that's one of the things I always appreciated them. And, and I don't mean just the pointy ears. I mean, other things as well as how they acted and how they interpreted things and how, you know, how they went about. Things. So, yeah. I mean, I get it right. Because your story has to be relatable and we're right. all human, but at the same time, I mean, let's change things up a little bit. That's the other thing, though. <clears throat> like, I don't. Maybe that's not. Partic- I'm not. I don't know a lot about Star Trek, but um, when that's we do, okay. you don't need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we, you know, when we do try to give aliens species specific, you know, personality types to make them just not another human copy, they're just kind of extreme versions of a certain personality disorder, right? That a human might have, and then right. that's also kind of lazy at the same time, where okay, they're they're very unemotional and they're very detached and they're all science. Like, that's just basically a very, you know, one-way human without everything else. So, I don't know if that's good or just lazy. Right. It's both, honestly. It can be lazy writing and it can be lazy storytelling, but it's also a good thing because it, it helps us to to tie into the human portion and that's what's going to make people interested because they right. can see themselves or somebody they know as that character and there's they're able to make it and relate to it uh let's see uh travis has a comment here he says free guy uses every trope possible in the best way ironically thank <laughs> you Ryan Reynolds. Movie still. <laughs> i have yet to go see that i want to go see that so badly is that out now it oh, is it's out yeah i just don't want to go see it 
I want to see it. I am so spoiled with this streaming movies thing and yeah. being able to pause it. I don't want to go and sit in public. I have I have heard from at least four people uh, who I whose opinions I would I would we'll say trust. Trust sounds good. Wait, um, wait. Take with an extreme grain of salt. Anyway, but they all said that they. I was going to say, it. I know Jason suggested it to you, and but he also loves Jean Claude Van Damme. So his, he's got his some questionable taste. Uh, <laughs> a little skewed. Uh, but uh, yeah, we Jason from Three Geeks. He's also love. not listening tonight, so he can't defend. He's himself. not. He can't defend himself, or if he is, he's in hiding and hasn't said anything, which is this shocking because normally, he normally he's. You guys oh, see the, uh, oh, see the now, Travis, that's just not fair. He rented oh, a whole theater to dang. see it. I'm too poor for that. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Spend uh, all that money on these stupid lights. Right? Just Which looks amazing. They're I like wanted $3 to buy, at Walmart. I wanted to buy But see um, if you spent all your money on your <laughs> But then there were Funko Pops. Right, anyway, right, right. Um, <laughs> I wanted to buy a lightsaber, that, uh... but then my car broke. <laughs> And then, you and then your lawnmower. The, um, so. <laughs> yeah, and then my lawnmower. The the trailer or like the reaction video with uh, Deadpool and uh, Korg <laughs> reacting yes. to the Free Guy trailer. No, I have not. Oh my gosh, Which, it's so funny. You need to watch in it. In a way, is showing Deadpool in the right? MCU multiverse. Exactly. I'll be back. Which makes my heart so happy. No, I'm just kidding. Because yeah. I almost chose Deadpool two for my trope tonight. Oh, really? What trope would that be? With Cable coming back to try to stop future events from happening. Ah. Uh, Going back to kill the bad person before they become the bad person. Right, right. Right, right. Man, okay. that is a good movie. I want to rewatch that. Wass also says the next episode, an analysis of how Christopher Robin's friends are just personifications of different mental disorders. I think we had an episode on that. It's true. It very much is true. And then again, if you were... Uh oh, God! I can't. Why can't I think of his name anymore? Ewan McGregor. No, no, no. Winning the Pooh. No, the the mule. Eeyore. Eeyore. He's a donkey. Yeah. If if you had a if same diff. There's a big difference. I'm sure there is. I I would have to care. So therefore, same diff. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But then again, I think I would be grumpy all the time too if I had a tail stuck to my butt with a nail. So yep. So yeah, cats he's got grumpy. he's got legitimate needs. It's a similar reason why cats are grumpy. They have sandpaper tongues. All right, so Ugh. and so Kathleen <laughs> was going to choose Deadpool two, which was going to talk about time travel, uh, and that's the trope I chose for my movie. I chose Endgame uh, okay. as my example of of a trope. So now, for the most part, I don't have a problem with time travel movies. I don't have a problem with. I just want to see them be done in a way that now I'm clearly I'm no scientist. <laughs> Don't know if you we picked up on that. We never noticed. Yeah, shush. <laughs> uh, anyway, but one of the things that there there's all these different ways to to tell the the time travel story, and in fact, they make fun of that in Endgame when you know Ant Man, you know, talks about hey, we could go back in time because of his his travel through the quantum realm, right? You know, uh, and so there's all these different ways they make fun of Back to the Future and a couple other different ways that, that the, the the time travel trope has been told. Um, but in any way that it's ever been told, anything that you do to go back into time, you you make a wrinkle. And you, as it, even in Endgame, 
the ancient one, as she's describing it to the Hulk, she talks about how even with a simple extraction of one thing here, it's it's a whole new timeline. And all these different things uh, branch out from, from off of that, creating all these different paradoxes. <laughs> and so where the the only issue I have with the with the the time travel uh, trope is when it's not being used consistently even inside of the own its own story its own movie and there is a huge inconsistency inside of um, inside of, of De- uh, not Deadpool um, uh, in, <laughs> inside of uh, uh, Sorry, I looked at the other comments. I'm like, oh, Deadpool, Cork, there it is. Anyway, all right. Uh, you know, shiny squirrel. Anyway. <laughs> Endgame. Yeah. So inside of Endgame, there's even an inconsistency because they talked about they, you know, they preach it all throughout the movie that, you know, you, we only have so many travels back and we have to make sure that that we can only do this so many times and we have to do it right. And we can't go interact with different things and we have to just get in, get out, be clean and efficient, not affect the timelines. And then you have Cap sitting at the end you know with a shield to give to Sam and right. and somehow that affected the timeline and how did he get back there at the exact time and place and moment when everything was going to happen there's a whole lot of questions that I have about that that scene in Endgame <clears throat> it's a cool scene and I love the fact that the shield was given to Sam I think that's awesome and I can't wait for Captain the new Captain America Captain America 4 with Sam as Captain America I think it's going to be fantastic but I have a problem with that scene. And for me, that's where tropes go wrong, is that you've used this storytelling device, but then somewhere along the line, you forget what the point of the story was or, or how you were going to use that storytelling device. Yeah. And then you just then you just start slapping things in to fit your end game. See what I did there? End game. Hey. End game. Ooh, <laughs> fancy. So, but that's why, like- I, that's why I picked that. I do like how in every trip back through time, they all did something like <laughs> to right, affect yeah. the timeline, but nothing happened. Like, right. Yeah. <clears throat> but moving forward, nothing happened. There should yeah. have been a, this disaster of a timeline that they They'll came back. fixed and, it in Loki. Uh, I'm kind of thinking Loki. that's what's going to happen. Well, I mean, there's one. Loki escaped. Yep. They're going to uh, fix it. Let's see. Tony had a very deep and heartfelt conversation with his dad. Which that doesn't bother which, anything. Well, it could have changed... Uh, I forget Tony Stark's father's Howard. name. Howard. Uh, Howard. It could have changed Howard's, like, you know, percept- perception of himself as a father, right? And then maybe he, like, yeah, goes home raised- and he's a completely different father. And then <laughs> Tony Stark doesn't become, like, a raging genius alcoholic that becomes, like, Iron Man, right? Right. Does become uh, this narcissist genius that's, yeah. you know, maybe he prove his daddy wrong. Right but he's a narcissist. He's suddenly not Iron Man. He yeah. had that conversation with Tony and was like, whatever, and went on with his day. Like, <laughs> it was cool in the moment, and then he forgets about it. Like, that's what narcissist does. That is true. true. Trust true. me. <laughs> what happened in... uh? In War Machines, trip back. I forget. Maybe nothing happened in theirs. Anyways, I don't I think di- too much. No, I, I digress. I don't want to take the show off the rails. He became no, no, a different fine. person. There's rails. You, you would have. That's <laughs> assuming that there were rails for us to follow in the first place. And I, I appreciate that that you were trying to give us credit for something that was clearly not there. Um, 
But one one other note, one other thing about the whole space and timeline and tra- time travel. One of the ways that I I really like that a movie did it, and they, they showed that they a they just didn't care, they were just doing it. Uh, was X Men Days of Future Past? They were basically going through the whole space time continuum thing, and basically were like, mm, eh, time travel, let's do it. Yep. They they didn't care what happened. They didn't care what the 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 fallout was. Um. They made a mess of everything, and they're like, "Yeah, it's fine." <clears throat> it was almost like they were on this show and yelling uh, during our recorded sessions. We'll fix it in post. Uh, <laughs> I can edit that out. <laughs> the, I will say, one movie that really did a good job with time travel was The Tenant. I don't know I if anyone. That. It's on my watch list. Move it up. Move it up to the higher end of the watch list. It's a movie. It has a good chance of it. It's not like a ten season series. So, um, yeah, might be. I keep saying that, and and it's still on my watch list. (laughs) Of course, I'm trying to get. I'm still trying to get through season two of Umbrella Academy. So, I mean, there's really not much chance of me uh, getting to it anytime soon because I think I'm only about halfway to through season two. I need to actually like spell out my watch list and. Have an do actual it. list. Do yeah. it. Do it. I think I probably. I had one for a while. It's still there. I need to seriously update it because there's things on there that I have watched, mm-hmm. and there's things that I have added in my mind but haven't made it to the paper. And I think for and you the, know that those are never going to get remembered. <laughs> I was going to say, and for those who are familiar with anything on uh, funny science fiction, if it's not down on paper, it doesn't exist. So. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I got I got to do a little bit of changing up there. I feel you though on on uh, sludging through a show. I'm I've been working on season one of Star Girl for like I feel like three months. But if you're sludging, is it even worth watching? I mean, it's okay. It's just like uh, better things. I hate when you priority, say it's okay. You know? It's not good then. It's not What's, bad for a CW type. You think everything's now. good, so when you say it's okay, that really means it's bad. True. Sorry, Jordan. Uh, Star Girl is not good, according to Mike. That's that's the one with um, fired. Uh, the Arquette guy, right? It is no, uh, not Arquette. Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Wilson. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I tried that. Uh, I think I got about twenty minutes in, and no, nope. yeah, it's definitely a CW show for sure. I don't even know if the CW once mentioned that they're a CW show. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, uh, let's see. Travis says off subject, but you mentioned X Men. Am I the only one that thinks that thinks that Eternals just looks like early two thousands X Men movie? No, you are not, and I think it looks better actually. But it does. They do look like an early two thousands X Men. So I'm I'm very excited and curious about the Eternals. If fully admitting. I never read anything about them before. I know nothing about them other than the fact that it's tied into the MCU and I want to watch it because of that. So I even way back when I never looked at anything that was about the Eternals. So uh, John says, Kathleen and I will start watching a show and right before the end of the season, the she gets distracted by something else. And so we don't finish the series. I get in trouble for solo viewing. That is true. I have heard him get in, so, in trouble. It's been fun. Dude, it's I a problem. Feel your pain. It's a problem. My wife does the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't mean to. 
but I can't help it. And then, like, the thing that I get distracted by is usually a show I've already watched, like, four times. <laughs> so, The Office, okay. The Office. And this is why I'm caught up on my murder. watch list. <laughs> because you don't, have any, you don't have focus. Nick is, Nick is focused on his watch list. He doesn't have anybody to distract him and say that he can't watch it without him. <laughs> Benefits to being single. Superman and Lois is is that the is that the new that's the new one on CW right with the new with the new Superman yeah yeah that's what I thought okay <clears throat> yeah I have not watched that either I'll be honest with you I've been waiting to hear from somebody anybody uh, what they thought of it other than just an internet review because I hadn't heard of anyone that had watched it and I'm very skeptical of of CW shows at this point is this still considered a internet review. <laughs> um, well you got me there so alright well we're running up in about 10 minutes left in the show any uh, last thoughts about tropes they're stupid <laughs> you, just, you just don't like the word I really just don't like the word if you were to pick a different word for this what would it be cliche cliche Okay. honestly and I don't know like I think it is just the connotation behind it that bothers me is the trope has such a negative connotation. It's like, no, it's just, it's a story element. That yeah. It's, it's a device. It's but, obviously yeah. a good story element if it's used more than once. True. Right. A cliche is the negative aspect of a trope. See, but I find cliche to be less demeaning sounding than trope does. Like, I can see both sides of that like, argument, actually. You could say trope. <laughs> you wear that on, do you wear that on your head? A trope? Yes, obviously the tilde that makes it uh-huh. not a tilde, the oh, yeah. accent that makes it seem less demeaning. Yeah. I mean there has to be something to these cliches or tropes, right? That like you said, that they're used all the time. Uh but I think it's much like everything else is uh you know, as long as it's executed well, right? Um, they're okay. And know? it is a lot like it is like with music. There are only so many notes. Yeah, right. There are Something's only going so to get many reused. ways you can write stories. Right, right. exactly. And as There's long things. as it's a story element and not Disney just remaking a thing again so they can re-up their copyright, I think it's okay. <laughs> we call <laughs> did that, it look cool? That that's the, that's the question. Did it look right. cool? Was it did it was it cool? Was it fun? If so, then, then you know, go for it. It doesn't really much matter. As John says, trope. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's ask you real quick, where can everybody find out more about the showboys? If you guys have enjoyed listening to them tonight here on the show and their their uh, cool takes on things, where can our guys, our followers, come find you? Well, we have a link tree page that has all of our handy dandy links. Uh, it's linktr.ee slash showboys podcast. Uh, but we're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at showboys podcast. Uh, but the best way to like stay up to date with uh, all things going on showboys uh, would be to join our discord. We have a, a little community growing there. Uh, it's the best way that to interact with Nick and I, as well as other listeners of our show, we have all types of, you know, conversations going in there about everything and uh it's a really fun place to be but i'm on the um, discord he is he is that podcast guy right that's right that podcast guy and even right up behind you says on your wall mm-hmm. the right. podcast guy um exactly. but yeah and youtube and youtube uh 
we we live stream our shows on Thursday every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. So yeah, hope to see you there. All right, sounds good. Very good. Word. You have nine minutes to talk about Bad Batch. No, Ooh, we're not okay. going to. We're we're going to skip over it. We don't have time. Because that's no going to be time. that is that is not a nine minute conversation. <laughs> do you want you want to do a <laughs> special episode on that? Tim? I, actually, yeah, I, I would love to have you guys come back and let's do a Bad Batch closeout. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it's going to have to be a couple weeks out. But yeah, we'll I'll get with you guys after show and, and we'll we'll circle back. And, I don't uh, have to be here for that one, do I? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just haven't watched it yet. Oh, well, you'll have time. You'll have a month. <laughs> I will. Uh, at Don't least, at least, the top of my at least two weeks. Watch list. At least two weeks. So, because next week we've got uh, the guys from So Wizard coming. So we'll nice. the So Wizard podcast. Uh, Joey DiCarlo and the rest of the guys. So, all right. Uh, you want to remind them about this week's episode? There. No. Okay. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> I just had to wait for the Google Doc to load. So as a reminder, last Friday, we released our interview with Abby Harrison, also known as Astronaut Abby, and her dream to be the first person on Mars. It was a pretty great interview. Watch it. Share it. Like it. Subscribe. All those things. Here's a quick teaser for it. Hi, this is Astronaut Abby, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Yeah, she's really cool. I, yeah. And she wasn't actually in a spaceship. It may have confused oh, some people. Man. I was going to say, that'd be pretty dope if you guys locked down an interview with an astronaut. In space. Honest, yeah. How cool would that have been, right? Nah. That would have just... She's an ambassador guys. for the International Space Program, but she was not at the International Space Station. That would have so been cool. cool. I bet that was a really cool conversation. It is. It, it, it yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was because she talks... You know, I mean, not only is she really knowledgeable about, about space and science and all mm-hmm. those type of things, but she was also... Uh, she's also a very big Star Wars fan, and that's how her and I got connected was through one of her uh, May the Fourth posts. Oh, nice! And uh, so I saw this big May the Fourth post from this person called Astronaut, Abby, and I had to find out all, all, more about him. Like, all right, what are you doing over here with you know your sciency stuff and Star Wars? And mm-hmm. not that I'm protective of Star Wars, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but Star Wars is like his marriage. I have said that many, many times. Which is why I say it in such a mocking tone. Yes, I know. <laughs> so and no spoilers. For... I don't. You don't have to answer this because I don't want to take anything out of your interview that has yet yeah. to air. Right? It hasn't aired yet. No, that one's out. That one's oh, out right now. Okay. Um, is she like doing anything with Elon Musk to get up there to Mars? No, it doesn't sound like. It sounds like she's uh, she has a, a some a foundation called the Mars Generation that she's working through uh, that she helped. Uh, fund and she's helping other kids get to space camp and things like oh, that. Nice. Sounds like she's working with NASA to some degree. Um, so and and going through the the training portions of of how to become a Na- uh, a NASA astronaut. Nice. Has she been to space yet? Not yet, but oh, she wants okay. desperately to be the first person on Mars. Man, I'll have to. My I have a six and about to be four year old daughter, and oh man. It'd be a great, hope, inter- great for them to watch. It is, yeah. I hope they don't see this right here because I don't remember which one 
says that she wants to be an astronaut, but one of them wants to be an astronaut. I swear I'm not a bad dad. Uh, no, but, they, I, I get so, it. They talk a lot, and it's hard yeah. to keep them straight. I and only it's like have every one. other day they want to be something else. So, so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, maybe I'll I'll watch that with them and be like. There is. I actually did girl. ask her about encouraging go. young yeah. girls to stay in math and science because, as a girl mom, that's one of those things that I yeah. I'm interested in. Was trying to make sure that my daughter keeps that interest alive. Right. So it is right up your alley for that one. Yeah. Cool. So on top of uh, being an astronaut, if it's my oldest daughter, which I think maybe it was, no, it's, it's definitely my youngest. But anyways, my one of the things my oldest daughter wants to be when she grows up. Uh, or wants to do when she grows up is mow the lawn. So uh, that's like <laughs> astronaut, uh, mow the lawn, uh, be a rock You have star, to have physical training know. to be an astronaut. So yeah. exercise is good for you. There you go. Yeah. So hey. win-win for you. There you go. <laughs> right. If she wants to practice, there's lawns in Michigan that want to be mowed, need to be mowed that I don't want to mow. And if you're still watching, you can still find that episode of funny science fiction on our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that segue. That was if you're beautiful. still watching. <laughs> if we haven't bored you to tears yet and made you cry, yeah, go to our YouTube channel. If you're still here, please drop an emoji in the comments so that we know that you haven't died yet. <laughs> Blink twice to show us you're alive. All right. So that was last Friday's release. This Friday's release, I'm really super excited about this uh, because this was for an animation uh, series that I grew up with. Um, this Friday, we're sharing an episode with the one, the only, Shannon Farnan. Great Hera, who'd have believed that Shannon Farnan would be introducing these funny science fiction videos? So before there was Linda Carter, before there was Gal Gadot, there was Shannon Farnan. She was the original Wonder Woman. Um, and so, yeah, so she did all the portraying of uh, and voicing of Wonder Woman in Super Friends, Challenge of the Super Friends. And there is a third version of that. I can't remember the name of it, but she did all of those. Uh, you'll be able to watch that this Friday. It'll be released Friday morning on our YouTube channel. Of course, the audio-only version will be released on your favorite audio podcast destination. So you guys will be able to find it all there. Awesome. And yeah. if anybody's still here, that was our show. You did it. You yeah. made it. Yay! You have come to the end. You have survived your hour of torture. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, Nick and, and not not our Nick, their Nick. Yeah, um, Nick. <laughs> Our Nick has the to Nick be here. Larry. The other uh, Pixel Nick didn't have to be here. He he chose to be here. Uh, but Nick and and Mike, thank you so much. The Showboys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We had an absolute blast with you guys. Uh, appreciate you coming on here and putting up with us. Hey, no problem. Thanks yeah. for inviting us. Of course, it was a, it was a pleasure. All right, Don't very say that good. after the show, even. True. Well, we're still recording, so I, I think you know they're just trying yeah, to play nice. Give me we'll... another sixty seconds. True, true <laughs> professional. <laughs> hey, we'll wait until we're no longer live to be like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for for being here, and thanks for watching Funny Science Fiction Live. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group funny science fiction you can find us on twitter or instagram using the handle at funny sci-fi 
or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.